All right, Jock Talk Podcast, episode two. Away we go. Episode, we are underway. We are underway. The first run sounded mint. I was happy to get that out. Uh, it would have been yesterday, Wednesday. Uh, what was that? The twenty, the twenty seventh. Twenty seventh. So yeah. we're happy that, yeah, we're happy that we got that out. Uh, we're just gonna cover some some news all around today. We're gonna dip in, dip into the NHL, talk about the Leafs, and then uh, and then head over to the UFC. I think that's the plan. Yeah, we're gonna. Uh, first of all, we're gonna start off first and foremost. Uh, uh, we want to wish our condolences to the Snow family, friends and family of uh, Chris Snow. Uh, terrible news that we heard today. Um, so once again, just want to give our condolences to friends and family. Yeah, I mean that's that's awful to hear. Uh, I mean Chris Snow, poor guy. His family too. They they got uh, he got diagnosed with ALS back in 2019. Um, continued to still just grind. He was he was the vice president of uh, or he's sorry he was the um, assistant GM. Sorry, assistant GM of the Calgary Flames. Obviously, with uh, with Tree Living working with the Leafs now, uh, he got to spend some time working with Snow. And uh, what he said today, he he released a little statement just talking about how great the guy was, um, both you know at the rank and just being a dad. So that's that's tough to hear. Um, I'm sure that we all know somebody that's that's either has ALS or know somebody of that has ALS. So. It's an awful, awful disease out there, and uh, like you said, just condolences to his his family. It's awful to hear. Yeah, so uh, I mean, tough way to uh, to move on from that, but that's the business. What we got to do. So we're gonna turn the page here, and uh, I guess get get going with some NHL news here. Um, I guess we could start with the uh, the Vasilevsky news because that's probably the biggest news in hockey right now. I would think. I would say so. I mean, and that kind of came out of left field. Yeah, I did not know that he. Uh, that this was a thing, no idea. Um, so that's that's tough for the Lightning. I mean, that is that's going to handicap them quite a bit going into the season here. That's uh, that's a tough way to start the year. He, I mean, he's their backbone, right? It's been their backbone for the last what six, seven seasons. Well, that team doesn't run without him. That's, I mean, he is yeah. he is he is the Lightning. Now something crawled into the back of my head when when that news broke. I think it was at what one o'clock Eastern time today. Uh, just about, I believe, yeah. Yeah, so when that broke, the first thing that popped in my head is this is like such a cooch job. <laughs> Just, you know, b- bury the cap a little bit. But no, it seems like this is an eight to ten week thing. Uh, back surgery is never a good thing to begin with. No. So um, let's see if he comes back the same. He's a Hall of Famer, no doubt. First ballot. The guy's incredible. But this is a huge, huge hole that Tampa's going to have to fill. Yeah, and I mean, that's uh, like we said, I mean, right at the start of the year, that just... That's tough. That's tough. That's going to be tough to overcome. I mean, two months in the start of the year, <clears throat> we've heard how many times now that, uh, I mean, the beginning of the year is where your season kind of, uh, you can, you know, you can make it or you don't type of thing at, the, at the, those uh, those early months of the year. So that's it's going to be tough. Uh, I don't expect them to fall too far out of the race. I think they'll be able to uh, to kind of weather the storm a little bit. I don't know. Do you know who their, who their starter is going to be now? It's not Brian Elliott, is it? No, no, it's not Brian Elliott. I don't know if he's re-signed there or not. I don't think he has yet. If he is, it's probably a PTO, but I don't think he's he's within the organization anymore. As of right now, I believe it's uh Jonas Johansson. Wow. The the former yeah, the former backup for the Colorado Avalanche. He I don't know if he spent time with Tampa last year. Uh I think you're right. I think it was Brian Elliott last year. So yeah, he'll he'll get the reins. But let's keep in mind there's there's a couple goalies out there that are on PTOs. Um, and like a guy like, like Martin Jones, you know, could, end, yeah. could end up on Tampa. Yeah. So 
they got options. They do, um, but nobody's going to be able to fill the shoes that Vasilevsky was doing for that. No, Tampa not Bay a club. chance. They'll need somebody who can who can give them a, a, a couple good saves a night. Uh, but uh, they're they're not finding anybody who's going to steal them game after game like what uh, what he does. So that'll be that'll be tough for them to overcome. But uh, speaking of back surgery, uh, your boy Mark Stone coming off two back surgeries preseason game got laid out. I mean, first off, one hell of a hit. Oh, just a quality hit. That's that's a just a that's if anybody asked me, if everybody ever said to me, Hey, can you show me like a textbook hockey hit? I'm pulling that one up. I'm just pulling that one up right right away. That's just beautiful hit. So I think that that play last night is the perfect definition of guys that are on the bubble when it comes to preseason. That's what preseason hockey's all about for guys for guys like that. You know what I mean? What's what's the what's the guy's name again? I'm having a blank here. It's Hodgson, something Hodgson. I don't remember yes. his first name, but I saw a tweet not too long ago where it said, "If I'm LA, I'm calling Hodgson up first game that you play the Vegas Golden Knights," and I am too. I would be doing the exact same thing. It sounded like in the in the uh, post game press conference by Mark Stone that Hodgson's living rent free right now. So I mean, that was a great play last night. I don't care if you spent 10 seasons in the league or 10 days in the league. You got to keep your head up, especially with a play like that. It looked like a weird reverse off the wall by Petrangelo to begin with, but you got to be aware. Head on a swivel. Hayden Hodgson. Hayden Hodgson. That's his name. We're going to give him the respect he deserves because uh, looking at him here, he's born in Windsor, Ontario. So good Canadian boy. We're going to give him the respect he deserves for a hit like that. Um, we love that Ontario kid. Yeah. Yeah. Couldn't agree more. I mean, listen, it, it preseason or not, like you said, keep your head up and you got to have that intensity, especially if you're one of those guys that's trying to make the team. I mean, he's 27 years old, so he's, he's, he's looking to get into the league. It's about that time. So I, I, I think it's a great hit. I don't, I don't, uh, I honestly disagree with the, 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 uh, golden Knights reaction to it. I mean, it, it's a, it's a, it's a good hit. It's a hockey hit. It's a clean hit. Uh, maybe you're not expecting that in the preseason, but you know, uh, that's what it's for. You know, I mean, you know my stance and all that. Um, I think it was an all right response on Vegas only because it's your captain. So let's go here. Um, you can't let him get run like that. But I, I disagree with Stone's comments at the end of the game. Yeah, I thought he was a little bit out of line. I mean, for, for a captain to say stuff like that, I mean, come on. Like, you got you to gotta shake that shake that off and move on type of thing, you know? I mean, I think you're... You're uh, you're playing into it a little too much there. That <laughs> kind of reminded me of uh, to a lesser degree, but uh, Drew Doughty and Matthew Kachuk in the early days there when they would go at it. So uh, a vet player like Kachuk getting, or, uh, sorry, Doughty getting rattled by a, a rookie like Kachuk. So reminded me of that a little bit. But I mean, Mark Stone's a he's a quality player. He, he uh, I think he just uh, got a little ticked off by that one. Yeah, for sure. And I also saw his uh, his comments. For some reason, Graham Clark catches a stray bullet out of the entire the entire exchange, like. All right, Mark Stone, I understand you got your cup under your belt. You know, what a run Vegas was. We could probably have an entire podcast just on Vegas and how incredible that run was last year. But it's head on a swivel. And for you to then talk about wanting to, like, bury this, what? I think he's 20, Graham Clark. 19 or 20. Brant, Brant Clark. Like, Brant Clark. Brant Clark. Brant, Brant Clark, sorry. Let's let's give the guy a little bit of a break, right? Yeah, no, I couldn't agree more. But, uh uh, well, Graham Clark's his brother, I believe, actually. Oh, is it? Oh, okay. So then maybe, okay. That's my bad then. Yeah. Sorry about that. No, no. Uh, so I guess moving on, talking about uh, uh, preseason uh, performances, how can we make this about the Leafs? Well, Connor Timmons last night. Not sure if you uh, watched that Kraft Hockeyville uh, game there at the Joe Thornton Arena there in uh, St. Thomas, but uh, Connor Timmons put on a clinic last night. Two goals, <laughs> two assists, four points. 
was a stud on the ice every time he was out there. I mean, you couldn't miss him. And we touched base on it in the in the first episode where Connor Timmins, this this performance, stuff like this, these offensive numbers, they don't surprise us. No. 14 points in 25 games last year with the Leafs. Uh, but once again, got squeezed out due to, you know, some, uh, deadline acquisitions, John Klingberg. Uh, so it is, it is, it was what it was last year, this season. I mean, after a showing like that, how do you not keep that guy or at least give him a few looks this season? Like I, 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 to me, early training camp, all signs were pointing to Marley's for Connor Timmons. Now, I mean, he's given them something to think about. And I guess that's all you want as a coaching staff, right? You want guys to give, give you something to think about, right? You want you want them to make it a tough decision. So he's got six points in two games as of right now, correct? Yeah, that, that is correct. As crazy as that sounds, that is correct. Can we can we fact check if he's in the lead right now in preseason points? I'm not sure if we can pull that up, but I'm going to go ahead and say he'd be up there. Yeah, he'd probably be up there. I think the biggest thing with Lee fans and, and management is Connor Timmons' skating isn't isn't anything to behold you know what I mean but don't get this wrong when he's on the ice offensive stuff offensive numbers are up oh absolutely he, he can put he could put the puck in the back of the net and he can make the good play I think that that breakout pass catching Domi coming out of the box last night was a glimpse of what you can get out of Connor Timmons if you just play him substantially solid minutes anywhere between 15 to 17 minutes a night and just give him that ice yeah, and I mean, it also boils down to playing with the right guy too, right? I was he, I, I don't remember who he was playing with last night. Uh, it was, I might have been Jake McCabe actually because Klingberg went down with injury last night. But uh, yeah, that happened in the first period. Uh, I don't think we have an update currently as to what it's on. No, nothing. Klingberg. Yet. Yeah, nothing yet. But um, you're right. Right after that all went down, uh, he was paired with McCabe. Yeah, so I mean, lights out pairing. They look great. Uh, saw a great tweet today. Uh, it was uh, it's it was someone tweeted that uh, Connor Timmons is what Cody Franzen was a few years ago. I <laughs> gave me a good laugh, but I, I don't know about that one. I mean, you know, he's, I think he's a little better than Cody Franzen. You got to give the guys due. Although, if we want to talk about Cody Franzen, that shot from the point was lethal. I was going to say that sneaky that sneaky snapper. The little, That's the what that was. Clap, That's a little half clap. Yeah, that was. The, I mean, he was he was great to watch. He had a good run. But Connor Timmons, we talked about in the last episode, putting on the weight. I think that that's going to help him out a lot, especially in his own end. He looked and big then the out offense, there. He looked heavy. The offense comes. The offense comes with Connor Timmons, so we're not worried about that. Um, going on to more Leaf news, Mark Masters uh, said that your boy Benoit, he's just been bothered with a couple back spasms. Uh, he'll be practicing in a regular jersey come come tomorrow. Yeah, I'm excited to see him get into a game here. I want to see what he can bring. Uh I love the competition on the back end. I love it. I think that's what this team's been needing is some good, solid competition on the back end. Not not, not having guys go into camp and, oh, I got my spot. I'm solidified. No, no problem. No, we don't want that. We want competition. We've had that with the forwards for at least three to four seasons now where you're coming into camp and you're fighting for a spot, majority of them at least. But uh, you haven't seen that too much on the back end. So I, I love... I love what Tree has done so far with this back end. I think he's given a, a lot of competition to these guys. And, hey, spots aren't solidified. I mean, a guy like Gio could be on the outside looking in if he's not performing well in the preseason. Yep, 100%. I thought Easton Cowan looked good last night as well. Yeah, I did like his <clears> – sorry. did like his game. Uh, he looked pretty good. Another guy who looked great last night was Matt Nice. Looked fantastic. He was flying out there. 
He's going to be great. Playing with Johnny, he'll be great. I'm not worried about him. Um, let's not forget this is this is going to be his first year in the league, right? He he came in, swept us swept us off our feet when when the playoffs rolled around last year because of the numbers that he put up with Minnesota, um, obviously University of Minnesota. But he he's going to be a treat. Um, it's just going to take a little bit of growing, and and I think Leafs under Leafs management understands all that. So just just sit back and watch. For, for the Matthew Nye standpoint. Yeah, it's, it's going to be the, the Matthew Nye show this, this season for sure. Uh, excited to see what he brings. Uh, he was on a line last night with uh, uh, the captain, John Tavares, and uh, Nikki Robertson, who unfortunately didn't really impress me last night, if we're being honest. I mean, it was such a big spot for him uh, playing on the line with the captain and with Nye's. He, he, you could have made a little bit of noise. Once again, I know it's preseason, but as we as I just said, it, it matters for a guy like Robertson. You, you get those opportunities. you got to capitalize. And I just didn't think he brought his A game last night. Uh, it, it's a little disappointing for sure. The only problem is I just think that he's still got to get into the swing of it, Adam. That, that's all that is. You are right, though, with, with these – somewhat lackadaisical performances, he might not be in the lineup opening night. No, and I, I get what you're saying. He's got to get in the swing of it, but like you're fighting for a spot. You've you, you got to force yourself to get in the swing of it. You know what I mean? Like you, you don't really have a lot of time here to, to you know, get comfortable and all that. You got to just, you got to get in there. You got to play. I'm sorry. There's too many guys who are, are coming in and playing right now. Noah Gregor, he came in. He's playing. He showed up. He looked great last night too. He's flying out there. Pontus Holmberg, flying out there. Sam Lafferty looked great. Even Fraser Minton, I thought, had a great game. I know he's probably not making this team out of camp, but I thought he had a great game last night. So you got a lot of guys who look like they're just taking over that spot that we all want to be Robertsons. I mean, we want him on this team. We want him to 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 succeed and play well, but he just it, it's something's not clicking with that kid right now. Let's just give him a little bit of time. Um, I don't think it's going to hurt him even if he starts in the A. I think he'll be all right. Um, you will see Nick Robertson in the blue and white periodically throughout this whole season. I can guarantee you that. I think you're going to see quite a few faces uh, in the blue and white this season. It's going to be a lot of shuffling uh, up until I'd say about the 55, 60 game mark. I think you're going to see quite a bit of different uh, line combinations and whatnot. I mean, you got a lot of guys down there in that bottom six who, who can play and they will, you know, Steve's uh, Gregor Holmberg, Lafferty Reeves camp, you got so many names that that can uh, that can eat up some minutes and and, and do it well. So it's going to be a very interesting uh, interesting uh, look for that bottom six throughout the first few months of the season. So coming up, I mean, we're recording right now on Thursday the twenty eighth. So the Leafs play three times before this pod's released, technically, right? Because we're going to be dropping this thing on Monday. Yeah. So they go Friday, Saturday against the Habs, and they go Monday against the Habs. Yeah. So I think that Monday game, you'll start to probably see a more Leaf lineup rather than a lot of the guys from, from the AHL that are getting mixed in and tossed around. And then, I mean, it, it turns around quick, doesn't it? You play the Red Wings twice, and then... Away we go. It's pretty a pretty much show on the road, exactly. Yeah. So it, we're going to have an exciting exciting couple of weeks coming up here. Um, I think our next episode will be a full season preview of the the entire NHL. Yeah, I think that'll line up nicely where we can kind of we could touch on a, a number of teams, you know, some of the some of the uh, uh, up and coming teams, I guess you want to call them, like the Sabers and the Sens. I mean, we hate the Sens, but we have to talk about the Sens if you know it is what it is. We got to be fair to, to all the teams. I know we hate them, but we got to be fair. But uh, we'll, uh, we'll 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 do we'll do a full season breakdown 
uh, in the next episode or two here for sure. I like that. We love we love one team other than the Leafs. Everyone keep this in mind. We love the Yotes. Oh, we love because the Yotes. They're, the be- they're the best team to bet on on a late Saturday night. Not, at the mullet. Nothing better than the Desert Dogs at the mullet, let me tell you. Nothing, nothing better. Little Connor Mackey. Clayton Keller, anytime. How are you? <laughs> <laughs> we lo- so we love the Yotes. We'll talk about the Yotes quite a bit. We'll never lobby the Yotes for uh, for Austin Matthews. That will never happen. It no. will never come out of our mouth. No. But we, we do love the Yotes, and we do love Mullet Arena. Absolutely, yeah. Poverty franchise nonetheless, but we, we, we love them. We love them uh, either yeah, way. So we love them. Uh, Go ASU. <laughs> So we can move right on to the UFC. I mean, the last couple days, uh, I guess you could say week, right? We've we've had some big, big fights uh, being scheduled by our boy Dana. Mega announcements over the last week. Mega announcements. So you want to start with the uh, Yuri and uh, Panetta? I think, yeah, we could bounce around. It doesn't really matter what order we go in here. I don't really care. We could just bounce around. We're going we're gonna, to we're gonna hit them all, so it doesn't matter. We could start there. Uh, what a fight that's going to be. I, I That might be the one I'm looking forward to the most. I can't wait for this fight. Uh, ju- I mean, two guys with just a a, a skill set that uh, just I mean it's just ridiculous. This is going to be such a technical, uh, uh technical fight. Uh, I'm so excited to see this one. Yeah, I am too. I mean, I'm excited to see what Yuri could bring after that huge time off from from that surgery. Um, I mean, that was one of the worst separated shoulders Dana said he's ever he's ever seen. So. This is gonna be uh, this is gonna be interesting uh, because uh, Panera is really re- relatively fresh, right? Yeah, he's coming off that fight with Jan uh, Blahovich where he he won uh, a tight decision, um, first fight at, at light heavyweight. So this will be a second one, but Yuri's not the not the same as as Jan. I mean, they, this is gonna be a straight striking match. I, I'd be very surprised if I see any wrestling here, um, but either way, even if they do go to the ground, Pereira's got some ground game. He this guy. This guy's good. This guy is, is very, very good. Uh, but so is Yuri. So, I mean, it's just, it's one of those fights. Uh, I mean, it's a pick em. You, you You know, you, <laughs> this is one maybe you, just, you don't even bet on. You just sit back and enjoy because it's just going to be one hell of a fight. Yeah. So, as of right now, the odds are Yuri at plus 122. This is all off, off ESPN, by the way. So, it's Yuri plus 122 and then uh, Pereira at uh, minus 145. So, you're right. Um, it's a little bit of an iffy just because both guys got unbelievable skill sets each. And I think that this fight can go either way. Um, but it's going to be really entertaining to watch. That November 11th card at Madison Square Garden is going to be a treat because you got your boy John Bones Jones, who's taking on Stipe. What a fight. What a fight. I mean, arguably the greatest heavyweight of all time, Stipe Miocic. Uh, what a fight this is going to be. Um, shocked to see John Jones saying he's... he's. Uh, uh, I, don't, I don't know if he said he was scared, but I saw a quote saying he was he was, he was was thinking about Stipe quite a bit. And, you know, Stipe's great, but John Jones is John Jones. I mean, are we really going to sit here and, and say that Stipe's going to win this fight? I don't think so. Call me crazy, but I don't think so. I think John Jones mops the floor with him. I think it's over just as quick as the Cyril Gone fight was with John Jones. I think it's a quick quick night for for uh, for uh, Stipe. He's out of there quick, and, and I think he tosses the gloves down and... and so does Jones. I think it's a double retirement. And uh, double retirement. On. I'm calling a double retirement. I'm calling it. That has got to be the boldest call of 2023. Double retirement. It's possible. It's not out of the cards. Well, give me give me I a reason that- why Jones would 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 risk fighting a guy like Aspinall or a guy like Pavlovich. I mean, those guys are are killers. And I'm I'm not saying Jones can't beat him, but the age difference is there and all that. So I mean, why would you? 
it, this guy is, I mean, he's an all-timer. He's never lost. I mean, he's got the one loss on his record, but we all know he's never lost. So why would you even risk it at this point? You've done it all. You come back after how many years off, you win the belt in, in a matter of seconds against Cyril Gaon. And then you just, I mean, you beat Stipe, you toss the gloves down, and you're right off into the sunset. I think that's that's what we see from John Jones. And I think if Stipe loses, where you, where do you go from here? If I'm not mistaken, he's, he's 40 years old now, correct? He's 41. 41. So there you go. I mean, you gotta you got to know when to kind of hang him up, right? So, listen, I could be that wrong, but I, I mean, hey, where, where's the fun without a hot take, right? So I think we see a double retirement no matter the outcome uh, on November 11th at, at Madison Square Garden. So I think that we don't see a double retirement. I, I get where you're coming from 100%. I just think that if John works Stipe like he did gone, he's going to call out Aspinall. It's just that was that was way too easy for John that I think he's going to find it the same with Stipe. I'm not discrediting Stipe in any way possible. The, the guy's record speaks for itself, and, I mean, it's Stipe. So, but I think that John's going to work him. I think it's going to be quick, quick work. And I think that John moves on, yeah, to probably fight in Aspinall. Um, those odds are crazy, as expected. You got John coming in at minus 420 in <laughs> Stipe on the other side at plus 320. So there's money to be made if you are a Stipe fan. But I think majority of the UFC fans know how this one's going to end up. Yeah, I think that's fair to say. So I think uh, we'll move on from that one to another two fights here with with crazy odds. We'll start with the first one here. Uh, this one, this is the card... 294 coming up uh, before 295, obviously. October 21st, you got, uh, we'll start with the uh, the middleweight bout between Paulo Costa and Kamzat Chimaev. What are your thoughts on that? I'm not sure if you know my stands on Paulo. Um, I mean, he's one of the one of the greatest Twitter trolls out there. I, could, you, could you say that? Oh, he's hilarious. He's hilarious. Yeah, he's absolutely as hilarious. His Photoshop pictures are <laughs> are are something to behold. I mean, they're, they're twelve out of ten. They're twelve out of ten. That's how good they are. Yeah. Um, when it comes to the octagon, he doesn't really impress me too much. I think uh, Hamzat finishes this within the first round. Wow. To be honest with you. Wow. Yeah, that could be a bold take for a lot of people. Um, but I think we've already established established that Hamzat's just different. That's that's fair. I I I mean, this is his first fight at middleweight, if I'm not mistaken. So he, he's going up a weight class here. Uh, Costa's a big boy. Costa is a big boy. So you know, we saw Chimaev manhandle Kevin Holland, and and if I'm not mistaken, that was his last fight. So he's coming off a long layoff here. It's been over a year now. Uh, I mean, not that Paulo Costa has fought fought recently either, but it, that's a big boy to to to, to take care of there. Uh, it's going to be a good fight, but. Ultimately, I do think, uh, as much as I'm not the biggest fan of him, I think Chimaev gets the job done that night. I think you're always going to say moving forward that this is Hamzat's biggest fight, Hamzat's biggest fight, because as he moves up the ranking, he's going to have to fight comp like this. Uh, we were probably saying it when he fought Kevin Holland, right? This is going to be his biggest competition. But, I mean, I, I think that Hamzat, just his, his technique is is out of this world and his strength. and we, He's a killer. He's a killer. You, yeah. Now, you say heavyweight, right? Or sorry, middleweight. Middleweight, yeah. Yeah, sorry, middleweight. Um, let's not forget that... Didn't he fight at catchweight in his last fight? Because he didn't want to cut? Uh, well, he was trying to make the cut down to uh, 170, but apparently doctors told him that if he continues to cut, he would die. So they fought at a catchweight. Uh, that was against... Uh, that was against Kevin Hall. That, that was the fight against Hall. That was against so. Kevin Hall. That yeah. was when he was supposed to fight Diaz. And yes, obviously yeah, yeah. Didn't come to fruition. But... Um, 
I mean, is it even possible to kill that guy? I don't even think it is. I think he's immortal. <laughs> who who Diaz? No, both. Oh well, Hamzat and Diaz. <laughs> yeah, and Diaz. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I mean, uh, good, well, I can see that within the first round. I'm going to be honest with you. First round, first round finished by Hamzat. I mean, Gilbert Burns took Hamzat to a deep, deep place there when they fought. I mean, that that, that fight, people thought that was going to be a walk in the park for Hamzat and Gilbert Burns. He had a good showing. So he gave him something to think about, I think. So it'll be very interesting. Uh, the odds on that one, we got Chemaev at minus 360, Costa at uh, plus 275. So, I mean, the, there's no money in, in that fight unless you're uh, going for uh, Paulo Costa. So it'll be an interesting one to watch for sure. But ultimately, like like uh, I think we both agree on this one, that's that's probably Chemaev's fight to, to, to win there. Yeah, and then I guess we can just we could talk about that main event. Uh, your, your boy Charles, you, you want to see Islam. Lose that belt. I want to see him go down. I want to see him go down. I really do. I just because uh, you know what? It pisses me off that he's walking around thinking he's pound for pound number one when he he lost that fight to Volk. Uh, we got to be real. I, I I don't care. He lost. He lost. He lost that fight. Volk won that fight. Volk is a double champ. Volk is pound for pound number one. So I, I if anybody's <laughs> gonna get the job done, why not Charles Dubronx Oliveira? I mean, this guy. Uh, I want to talk about a guy who needs to get the belt back. A guy who's earned it. Uh, that that that's that's the guy. That's the guy, and I think he gets the job done. I really do. I really really do. I want to see it. Maybe I'm just talking with my uh, my heart a little bit here and not with the brain, but I really I really want to see Charles get the job done, and I think he can. Yeah, I think it's a lot of the, of the heart and not the brain. I think that Islam <laughs> does exactly what he did in that first fight, and uh, he finishes it in round two. I believe it was round two, correct? Uh, I think so. Round two last time. I yeah. believe yeah, I believe it was round two. These Dagestanis do it different, Adam. We already know that. That wrong. video You're dropped. That video dropped. Uh, I believe it was this week, but I've seen it multiple times. Where Islam trains in the mountain with his brother and pretty much the rest of his entire team, um, and it looks like they are out of this world. No, I mean they're they're absolute specimens. They're they're crazy athletes, but. Uh, yeah, I know you're right. I know you're right. I know it just kind of sucks. I just I, I'm not I'm just not a fan of 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 them just because of what happened with the with with the Volk fight there. But we'll see what happens with that one. I mean, crazy odds again for this one. You got uh, Islam at minus three fifty, and you have um, Charles at plus two seventy. So uh, we know where my money's going on that one. That's that's for sure. Uh, hoping to make some Bitcoin that night. Might not, but uh, you know we'll we'll see how that plays out. All righty. So let's move on then to the, I believe it's the December 16th card because uh, two fights got announced on that card that are insanely exciting. Yeah, last last card of the year, you got uh, Alex, Alessandre, Alex, I don't know how to pronounce it, but uh, Pantoja. You got Pantoja on there, uh, the new flyweight champ against uh, Brandon Royval. That's going to be a very entertaining fight. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, Royval's beaten Pantoja in the past, or am I, am I wrong on that? Can you confirm that? Um, I don't know if that has actually occurred yet or not. Gabe's gonna have to cut this. Ah, Pantoja, Pantoja's beat Royval. Submitted him in round Royval. in round two. Yes. Oh, okay. So I mean, Pant Pantoja, that that performance against Brandon Moreno was was fantastic. Uh, I know a lot of people that are putting their coin their coin sorry on Pantoja uh, right out of the jump. He looks like he's an exciting talent. He like I mean, it's. It's it's kind of what we needed. That division was very very bland. Well, when you, when you got two guys fighting, what was it, four times? Uh, Moreno and and Figueredo, they have four four fights, 
for the title there, three or four. When you, when you got guys fighting that often for for the belt, I mean, it's uh, <laughs> you, you summed up pretty good there. It's a bland division. There's there's not much there. So it's it's nice to see a new guy on top, uh, and, and a new challenger, an entirely new title fight here. It, it's nice to see. So it's gonna be it's gonna be a good one. Um, as we said, Pantoja's already beat Royval, so this will be a bit of a revenge fight for Royval. If he can get the job done, he gets a strap. So. That'll be a very interesting one to watch as well. I don't know if there's any odds out for that one just yet. Uh, I'm not seeing them here. Uh, probably not just because it's in December. It's a little bit too far back. There'll probably be a website that has odds out there, but nothing on the big betting websites probably just yet. Yeah, so uh, the other fight that's announced on that card, uh, big fight here. Your boy Colby Covington returns. The people's champ. The people's champ, baby. <laughs> the people's champ is back. It's about time. I think that Colby's going to get the job done. I, I do love Leon. Uh, I love that he was finally ready to just set down Leon and, and put that to sleep. Or sorry, Usman, Jesus, put him to sleep. I mean, what a story. Uh, and then, what a story. And then did it, and then did it again, and right? Headshot dead. Did, did it again. So that's completely put to rest. Now we can move on. I think that Colby deserves this. Not many people believe that, and I'm completely fine with that. Their opinion's their opinion. Um... If Colby doesn't get the job done here, it's over for him. We could probably agree on that. I think so, yeah. I mean, you're looking at his last few fights, his wins, and they're against older guys and retired guys and all that stuff. And, I mean, sure, that's fine, but Colby's had a pretty – he grinded to get where he is. It's not like he didn't. You can't discredit the guy completely. I think a lot of people just hate him because he runs his mouth. But, I mean, we love guys like that. We love it. We love that shit. We do, we do love guys like that. At the end of the day, uh, all the stuff came out about how he, he ain't – he ain't hard. He doesn't act hard when he's in the streets. We all saw the stuff with Jorge. So he just he does play a character, which is completely fine because that's what the sport's all about. Because it makes you money. It's how you make your money? It makes you it makes you a lot of money. Kobe is probably a product of that. So, and this is probably why he gets this fight, right? Oh, a million percent. There's a <laughs> there's a handful of guys who deserve it more. Uh, Below Muhammad being one of them, but I mean, who cares? I mean, you, you got an yeah. entertaining fight with Kobe here. So I I I'm with you. I hope he gets a job done. That might be. That that might be a very close fight, though. That might be a very close fight. It goes five. I think so. I think I think yeah, we see it, a distance fight there for sure. I think Colby's just going to try to smother him with the wrestling. I, I can't see him deviating from that game plan. But if Leon can can you know keep the distance and you know pop a couple jabs up here or there, get the leg kicks working, and and really keep Colby to the outside there, I I mean I think I think we see and still, but I mean we could just as easily see and new. So it's a very interesting fight. We got a long way to go until then. We got about three months, but. It's, yeah, uh, we do. It's 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 one to look forward to for sure. Now, is it possible that we get a? Is it possible that no, probably not anymore, right? Now that there's two title fights on that card, that means that uh, Volk and potentially Sugar are probably fighting in the new year. So I think it's a good segue into uh, the first pay per view of the new year. Uh, should be in Canada, and as of right now, the destination's Toronto. Is that true? That is that is the rumor. Uh, it's not nothing's confirmed yet, but. If we're going off the rumor mill here, that's that's what it's sounding like. And we saw a tweet from uh, Alexander Volkanovsky saying January sounds good to me. And Volk, let me tell you, that sounds good to me too. But I would love to see that's... you kick Toporia's ass at the Scotiabank Arena. Let me tell you, that would be a great fight to see live. That would be fantastic. And let's say Dana might want to come in with a bang just because, you know, the UFC hasn't been back uh, in Toronto since I believe it was Ortega, correct? Uh, I believe that was 2015. Yeah, Ortega and... Oh, I'm drawing a blank. Holloway. Holloway. Oh, there you go. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Ortega and Holloway. So um, we could see it. We could see two title fights on that card, potentially our boy Shug. I was thinking that earlier today. Uh, wouldn't that be something, eh? North of the border to defend the title for the first time? 
That'd be great. Yeah, to see. and I mean, he lo- he loves being in the bright lights, and I would say that out of all of Canada, Toronto is is that city, right? So let's let's see what unfolds. But uh, some exciting rumors that are coming around, and I mean, from pretty credible sources too, right? Yeah, for sure. Uh, and a, and a great way to end the uh, the UFC talk here. Uh, we uh, apparently are guaranteed to see the return of the Mac in 2024. Conor McGregor, according to Dana White, will fight in 2024. Alrighty, so I mean, I made a, a bold statement <laughs> that I had to pretty much back myself on all year, and that was that McGregor wasn't going to be fighting in 2023 when you know the ultimate fighting came out and, and he was the coach and Chandler and everyone said it was going to happen in December. I knew it wasn't going to happen. So yeah, I was into that. I'm proud that, that I can, I'm, <laughs> I'm proud that I can uh, pat myself on the back. I knew that Connor's coming back. It's just not now. Um, I'll be honest with you. 2024 might still shock me if he fights then, but um, yeah, Connor's Connor. Yeah. I mean, if you want to talk about a guy who just really has no reason to fight, that's him. But uh, we'll uh, we'll see. That's 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 a ways away though. So I think that pretty much sums up the UFC talk here. Um, I think I do want to segue into uh, a little bit of, of NFL here. If if uh, if you're interested, I'd love to talk about a couple of uh, interesting teams who I think can compete as as, as let's call them early Super Bowl picks here. Uh, the Miami Dolphins put 70 points up on the Denver Broncos. Are you kidding me? That was uh, Madden rookie mode. <laughs> Is that is that fair to say? I mean, that sums it up pretty good, yeah. That was Madden rookie mode. I thought at one point, because I wasn't able to watch that game, I caught those highlights, uh, but I also had the updates on, and I thought that the I thought that the score app, shout out score, no free ads, but shout out score, it is a free app. We love the score. Uh, yeah, we do love the score. Uh, I thought the I thought the app was glitching. Yeah, I thought I, yeah, one hundred percent. I thought that was a that was a mistake there. Like, it's when they give you a, a Leafs goal scorer and they say it's Matthews, but really it was Tavares. You know, they, they should never correct it. But, you know, one of those. I thought that was one of those for sure. That was nuts. Um, I mean, look out for the Miami Dolphins. If they could stay healthy, now, if Tua stays healthy, look out for the Dolphins. When this pod does release, uh, the game would have already happened, but they do have a big matchup uh, coming up against the against the Bills. It's going to be one hell of a game. The spread as of right now is minus three, and the, the over-under set at 53.5. I think it's going to be a shootout. I want it to be a shootout, but um, it could also be tight too. And if it's tight, Miami probably doesn't win that game. Is that fair? I, I think that is fair to say. Yeah, I mean that's gonna be it's gonna be a great game to watch. It'll probably be one of the best ones on Sunday to watch. Well, we hope, anyways. But uh, another team to look out for: Kansas City Chiefs. They uh, they're 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 getting the ball rolling here. They are, and they're doing it sneaky, just like they did last year. Not too much talk on them. Uh, just because I feel like ever since Tyreek left, the microscope's kind of been off them, even though they're the powerhouse. Under the radar, under the radar a little bit. Under the radar, but not under the radar. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah, but I'd rather be that team, though. I don't want to be a team like the Cowboys where the spotlight's on you. you got to get the job done. No, fuck that. I want to be under the radar. I want no pressure. In, co- in comparison, I guess you could say it's kind of like how they were the ta- like the Tampa Bay Lightning like just were. Like the past two seasons, three seasons, where everybody knew how dominant they were, but they were never the topic of conversation. It's the, it's the oh, they did it already. There's no way they do it again. That's what it is. I think that's what it now, boils down to. The last week and a half, Kansas City's been under the microscope because of Taylor Swift, Travis Kelsey. We don't got to get into that because Taylor Swift, the Swift, the Swifties already get enough tension to begin with. (laughs) And same with the Kelseys. So we don't got to get into that. It's got nothing to do with sports. I don't want to get into that. But yeah, you're right. They're, they're sneaky. They're going to find themselves obviously in, in the, uh, in a division game, in a conference game and potentially in the Super Bowl yet again. Yeah. Uh, one team, one more team I want to highlight before we uh, move on to pick of the week here, San Francisco 49ers. Look out. If Brock Purdy keeps doing what he's doing, 
oh my, look out for this team. They look lights out. They do look lights out. They could run the ball. Uh, they got their receiving core was great. Uh, I know that Ayuk was coming off the injury. Uh, I don't know if he's anticipated to play this week when they play the Cardinals on Sunday, but. Uh, I know Debo's had uh, some ankle problems going on this week. Uh, he didn't practice yesterday, on, which is Wednesday. I don't know if he practiced today. I don't know if that report came out, which is Thursday. But um, you're right. They're good. They are very good. I think uh, I think we can jump on into pick of the week here. If, uh, if you got yours ready, I'm ready. Yeah, I got mine ready here. Uh, <laughs> that's not to mention that I, I'm starting off 0-1. That was potentially the greatest... Worst pick you can give on an inaugural pod ever to start. That Colorado team absolutely blew it. So we won't talk about that. We'll move right along to this week. I love Kenneth Walker over 62.5 rushing yards at minus one. And that's for that's for this I Monday Night Football. Uh, this coming Monday Night Football. That's going to be for this Monday Night Football against the Giants. Um, over 62.5 at minus 118. That is my I like that. And I like how we're making sure this time that uh, the picks are going to be... Uh, uh, available when you guys are listening to the pod, not after. So uh, like we did last time, where uh, the pod comes out and the pick, so the games already happened. So we're gonna we're gonna be better, like we said in the in the original pod. There, we're we're, we're new to all this. We're we're getting we're we're getting better. So uh, we're we're learning. Um, my pick of the week. Uh, it's 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 uh, I think it's a lock. It's Thursday night football. Uh, it's the Washington Commanders uh, by the spread over the Bears at minus five. I, I think they stomp at the Bears. Uh, that, that's my pick of the week. Lock it in. Minus 110. Uh, easy money, no doubt. And, uh, yeah, nothing much, nothing much else to say on that one. I think that's an easy lock. All righty. Well, I think we've, we've, uh, we've covered everything we needed to, all our topics. Yeah, I mean, a little bit, little bit all Alrighty. over the place on this one. But we love that, though. It's just, it's just, it's just good sports banter, I think. That's, that's, that's what this pod will be. Yeah, and it always will be. It always will be great sports banner. So, yeah, next next pod will be um, released again next next Monday. This one will come out Monday, but then the next one will be next Monday, and that will be a season preview of the NHL. Yeah, quick, uh, quick shout-out to uh, producer Gabe, that absolute zap head, getting episode one out uh, for us there and uh, the, the next few episodes here. So a uh, little shout-out for him there for uh, helping us get the ball rolling here. He's going to have a pretty uh, pretty big turnaround here, but, you know, we, we gave him the reins. He's got the wheel. Yeah, he uh, he knows what's expected out of him. So uh, I think that's where we'll leave it. Uh, Jock Talk Podcast, Episode 2, I think was an absolute success. And uh, I guess uh, we'll talk on the next one. All right, cheers. Thanks.